Global warming is off the charts. That and other stories for the week ending January 25th. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Glendive is a small town in eastern Montana near the Bakken oil field. The town's motto is, good people surrounded by badlands. Last week, the 6,000 good people of Glendive felt the effects of bad pipelines for the second time in four years when a leak of up to 50,000 gallons of oil spilled into the Yellowstone River, which feeds the town's drinking water. Residents could actually smell and taste oil in their water, and testing showed levels of benzene, a cancer-causing constituent of petroleum, well above levels considered safe by the EPA. Health officials told residents not to drink from their taps, and for the next five days, they had to rely on bottled water. Late last week, the town's water became safe enough to drink, but the leak is renewing concerns about the lack of oversight of the entire nation's aging pipeline network. It may be months before anyone knows the extent of the damage to the Montana environment, but in the very same week in neighboring North Dakota, about 3 million gallons of briny water spilled from fracking operations. No drinking water has yet been affected, but the long-term effects of such a large spill will not be known for quite some time. As the adage goes, be careful what you wish for. Good advice to the many in California who are hoping for more huge storms like the so-called Pineapple Express that hit last month and brought heavy rains and flooding. The Pineapple Express is an example of a weather phenomenon called atmospheric rivers, where ribbons of water vapor extend for thousands of miles, pulling moisture from the tropics and dumping it on the west coast. ARs, as they're known, have broken 40% of California's droughts since 1950. And although they can potentially improve drought conditions, their intensity could also produce major flooding and landslides. Atmospheric rivers were only discovered in the 1990s when scientists began to understand their influence on California's water supply and extreme weather. But predicting them is still tough, so a new field campaign starting later this month will send research aircraft into ARs to take readings. They'll use the data collected to try to improve forecasting, including where storms will hit the hardest and for how long. Those predictions could help communities prepare for flooding and allow water managers to make better use of storm runoff. You might have heard that 2014 was the warmest year ever, and this news, while sobering, is not as shocking as a new study showing that warming of the Earth's oceans has seen an acceleration in recent years. Most of the planet's heat is stored in the oceans, and as climate expert John Abram wrote in The Guardian, the oceans are warming so fast they keep breaking scientists' charts. Climate scientists are urging all of us, including the media, to focus much more on rising temperatures of oceans and not to be so fixated on the surface air temperatures. And in another related study, it was revealed that the rise of sea levels has been occurring faster in the last two decades, probably due to melting ice. The study that was reported in the journal Nature shows that the recent rise of the oceans was not part of a century-long trend, but rather an accelerating phenomenon in the last 20 years. Speaking of climate change and rising sea levels, 
Here's a strange twist on those scary scenarios, a town that sank underwater only to reemerge years later. Villa Epicue in Argentina was once a popular tourist town that attracted visitors from Buenos Aires who wanted to bathe in its salt lake for its therapeutic benefits. But in November of 1985, heavy rain from a severe storm caused the lake's earthen dam to burst, sending a slow but steady flow of water into the town. Within two weeks, the water level was six feet high and rising. Residents began to abandon their homes, and in 1991, the entire town was submerged under 33 feet of water. Now comes the twist. In recent years, the climate in the region has changed, becoming hotter and drier. That, combined with new canals that reduced the lake's water levels, has caused Epicoy to resurface. By 2013, the town was high and dry, an eerie ghost town of rusted automobiles and salt-coated ruins of once-elegant buildings. Time will tell if this is how future generations will view coastal cities like New York City or Miami, said to be vulnerable to rising sea levels. We close today with an urgent topic. Well, urgent as in, you're out and about and nature calls. What to do? Of course, as the refrain goes, there's an app for that. Introducing AirPNP, described as the Airbnb, for toilets. The app allows people to search for available commodes at homes and businesses and view the price to use them. And it's competitive. Ads jostle for business with come-ons like includes antibacterial hand soap that smells like pomegranates. AirPNP started out as a joke when friends were looking for a legal place to urinate while celebrating Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Like other shared economy services such as Uber or Airbnb, the new toilet app might be swirling in controversy. Fans of the old Seinfeld show may recall that during a reunion episode, George Costanza came up with the very same idea, calling it iToilet, which may curb the enthusiasm of supporters of the new Air PNP. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.